subject, predicate, and object. Those are the basic elements of grammatically correct sentence structure in the English language. Trigger warning disclaimer. Hazardous Conversations pushes rhetorical boundaries for acceptable political discourse. Listening to this program could have the uncomfortable side effect of provoking deep intellectual inquiry into foundational principles of liberty. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Hazardous Conversations. I am Tyler Miller. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, I can't believe I'm having to do this, but we're going to have a remedial English lesson today, boys and girls, because it seems like there are a number of people who simply cannot understand how to read plain English anymore. What am I talking about? Well, if you follow the Facebook page, if you follow my Twitter, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Donald Trump, and I'm talking about his post on Truth Social, and all the kerfuffle that has come from that, where people are trying to claim that he called for terminating the Constitution, which is just the most absurd, asinine, and quite frankly, untrue, unrealistic, I can't even find the right words to say how absurd it is. So what did he say? What were his exact words? I won't read the entire post because I think that while it's relevant, the context of everything that he said is relevant, I'm going to focus first on just this one sentence that everyone seems to latch on and choose to interpret in the most egregiously wrong way possible. What he said, what has everyone all bunched up and twisted about is, quote, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Now, what does he mean in that sentence? What does he say? Well, let's look at our basic English language grammatically correct sentence structure. What is the subject of this sentence? Is it the massive fraud? Is it the Constitution? Is it the termination? Well, the subject has to be a noun or a group of nouns. Okay, it has to be a person, place, or thing. In this case, the subject is mentioned right at the beginning, like it usually is. A massive fraud. Fraud is the subject. So then what is the predicate, or sometimes referred to as the verb? Now, for those of you who need to refresh on that, a verb is an action word. What is the noun doing? Okay, in this case, it's the term allows or allows for, which means the object of this sentence are the rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. So, the way we process language and understanding in English is we have the subject, the predicate, and the object. The subject does an action that affects the object. That's the order of operations. That's how we communicate. That is how, whether you're aware of it or not, that's how you speak. That's how we write effectively. That's how we are supposed to have a common language. The ability to understand each other is that we speak in the same way. We describe things in the same way. Not in the same language. Not, not talking about 
poetry or artistry, but we're talking about the way I can effectively communicate this to you is because I'm telling you about something that happened to something else. I'm telling you about someone or something, something that happened in some place. And the way we organize our sentence structures matters. In this case, the fraud, the massive fraud that is being conducted by the left in places like Washington, in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, on and on and on and on that we know that we know is happening, that this massive Twitter dump just helped to confirm and reinforce. Because that is happening, it allows for the termination, the effective termination of all the rules, regulations, and articles of the Constitution. Because if you are allowing this fraud to happen, those things are meaningless. Why is this so hard to understand? And why are you of the never Trump or Trump weary or whatever you want to call yourself these days? Why are you so fixated on trying to destroy that man that you are willing to destroy language? which is the tactic and tool of the left? You are you are adopting the tools and the tactics of the enemy. Because you hate Donald Trump. Do you understand that? Do you understand that that is what you're doing? Now, I'll admit, I've had some pretty good conversation with a few people who had an initial emotional response to this post, like I did. Guys, I am not being hypocritical, and I'm not saying that my poo smells better than yours. When I first saw this post, I had an initial reaction of, oh man, why did he have to say that? And I even started to opine about it to the extent of, okay, this is just one of those things. It's another Trumpism and we just got to let it go. And then I actually read it again and processed exactly what he was saying. And I said, my God, he's not saying anything bad here. He's not saying anything wrong. He's saying exactly what we have all been saying. What he helped us to say. To be able to say out loud. Remember when we championed him back in 2016? Because he was the only person who was willing to say the parts you're not supposed to say out loud. And now you're getting pissed at him for it. How are you allowing yourself the way todd herman puts it how are you allowing your brain to be broken so much over hatred of that man that you are willing to abandon plain common sense use of language now getting back to i had a pretty good conversation with somebody who has a different interpretation and we went back and forth a lot but it was respectful dialogue um, we didn't resort to name calling. We both appreciated each other's motives. We never questioned each other's motives. We never called each other um, names or doubt or anything like that. We just had severe disagreement and we still do to a certain extent. But as we went back and forth, we were finally able to get to the conversation where I got him to boil down and understand that his interpretation, whether he knows it or not, was being colored by bringing in all the other stuff that he doesn't like about Trump. 
And I, you know, I, I call that emotionalism, but that's not fair to him. He wasn't being um, emotional about it. He was just bringing a whole bunch of other intellectual disagreements that he has with Trump to the table to this particular post. He wasn't willing to set aside the information he had about Donald Trump and his opinions of Donald Trump that existed outside of this post. He wasn't able to set that aside to analyze this post objectively, initially. And as we got back and forth, the, the final part that he he got where I said, okay, you finally made an assessment that I can still disagree with, but at least you're not denying the plain language of what he's saying there. And what it comes down to for him is he's looking at the dictionary definition of the word allows. He's looking at the dictionary definition of the predicate of the sentence. And he's wondering what usage Donald Trump had in mind when he chose that word. Now, I'm going to go right along with you critics and say, I don't think Donald Trump spends a whole lot of time picking and choosing specific words. But it is funny how quickly the critics pivot, where on one hand they will say, Donald Trump is an idiot who doesn't choose his language carefully. And then as soon as you point out, well, no, actually this language was is correct, he's not he's making a good point. They pivot and say, well, he's choosing intentionally divisive language. Well, which is it, guys? Is he an oaf who can't use language, or is he an evil genius who uses language in a Machiavellian way? See, I don't understand that disconnect. I don't understand how you say that he's both. Now, why am I getting so hot about this? Why am I getting so bent out of shape over, you know, this grammatical error, if you want to call it, in people's interpretation? Well, in case I haven't made myself clear in my last episode or in previous episodes, language is everything. A society cannot cohere if it cannot communicate. A society cannot cohere if it cannot agree on terms. If we have fundamental disagreements over what basic terminology means, if we have fundamental disagreements over sentence structure of how we even communicate, then what possible chance do we have to have an enduring society that's based on anything like civil order? We are fighting a battle of terminology. We're fighting a battle of definitions. And if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, and even if you are Jewish, you go all the way back to the garden to the original deception. Did God really say? The devil's tactic, the the, the central lie has never changed. Did God really say? Does up really mean up? Is red really blue? Can a man become a woman or a woman become a man? There's no difference between the sexes. Did God really say? So maybe next time before you jump on the I hate all things Trump train or before you dig your heels in when it's pointed out that your initial emotional response to something might have been incorrect, maybe just kind of pulse yourself back a little bit and say, wait a second, am I analyzing this rationally? Am I setting aside emotion? What am I bringing to this? 
And guys, I am not perfect at this either. And maybe that's part of why I'm so passionate about it is because I know how easily I can be taken in and I see it. I saw it in the last 24 hours on social media. How many of you who have, I have a lot of respect for and have enjoyed seeing your commentary and your posts and your fights for freedom. How many of you have been taken in by the emotionalism of this post and the lies that are being spewed about it? So maybe I'm just calling on all of us, definitely myself included, to pull back a little and remember, number one, if it's being shared by the media in any way, shape, or form, you've got to give it an extra level of scrutiny. Number two... If I'm having an emotional response, if this is making me angry or if this is making me frustrated or upset, I need to I need to not comment on it for a second. I need to put this I need to read it, digest it, think about it a little bit and then come back to it and do everything we possibly can to put our emotion aside and be the side that approaches things rationally, not emotionally, rationally. Because I saw a whole lot of irrational over the last 24 hours. And yeah, it to me is a central important issue. Because as I said, if we can't communicate, if we can't agree on words, if we can't agree on the meanings of terms, the definition of words, and if certainly if we can't agree about how we string those words together to communicate ideas, then we're screwed. In every, every sense of the word, we're screwed. Because it's no longer the inability to win people to our side. We can't even have agreement amongst our side. And it, you know what it really got me thinking about? And I shared this with a couple people privately. You know why I would never lead a rebellion? Is because I'm not sure who on my side would shoot me in the back because I said one thing wrong. And I know many of you have been in that position where you've been in a group or you've been in a discussion, whether it's online or in person, where you have a slightly different opinion and you try to vocalize that opinion, you try to share that opinion, you try to have reasonable, rational discussion, and you get turned on like a pack of hyenas. Is it any wonder we got shellacked during the midterms that we should have done the shellacking in? We're so freaking divided amongst ourselves. We so we want to turn on ourselves at the drop of a hat because we want, I don't even know, because we can't communicate, because we can't even agree on proper English sentence structure. We can't even agree that words say what they say, regardless of who's saying them. And if we can't get past that, if we can't find a way to cohere at least on our own side, at least on with the other people who share agreement with us about 85 to 90% of everything else. If we can't find a way to not turn on each other, like I just saw us do over the last 24 hours, then none of this is worth fighting for. And I don't want to believe that. So I think I'm going to leave it there. As always, please, if you like the show, please like it, comment on it, uh, 
share it with anyone that you think might also enjoy the program and more than ever god be with you all in all that you do and please keep the faith and keep up the fight